0: Hello, I'm Craig Constantine.
1: Oh, hi, I'm Annie Parnell.
0: Hi, Annie. Thanks. As I say to everybody, because I really mean it, thanks for taking the time. It's not easy to schedule, to find a half an hour, to spin up the software, to beat with the microphones, to make the thing work and get all the tech going. But what I love about this show is all the podcasters are usually down for a tech challenge. So thanks for making it all happen so many things to talk about. Ah, so we have a little conversation beforehand and I agreed with what you said, which is a good jumping off point would be, how did you get here? And we don't mean in front of the microphone for Craig's (laughs) thing. We mean, how did you get into podcasting? Because you are not, I'm going to say what most people are going to think of as a typical podcaster. Like the content you're creating is, um, I don't mean unusual in a bad way, unique. The content that you're creating is very specifically targeted. You have a very clear who it's for. So how did you get to podcasting?
1: Well, uh, let's see. The good place to start would be to tell people that I'm an indie author. Mm-hmm. And I write romance, but romance with a twist. And what I mean is that I write historical romantic suspense, with mm-hmm. and the twist is that it has a feminist slant and that my women are kick-butt. And as an indie author, I have what's called a launch team, and the launch team reads my manuscripts before they get published. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, in my last book, which was called Trading Kisses,
0: and how many books are there? Because this is like, you're not newbie at this. How many books are no,
1: there? No, um, that was number six. Okay. And I also have a novella and a free short story, which your readers, or I should say listeners, can go to my website, which is annieparnell.com, mm-hmm. and you can get a free download of my short story in any format that you want, meaning Mobi, PDF, or uh, EPUB, so you can read it on anything. It's only electronic unless you do the PDF.
0: Cool. So, what
1: happened was, one of the members of my launch team liked my work, and it was the first time she was exposed to it. And she said, Oh, I'm going to go in and listen to the rest of your books. And I went, Uh oh. <laughs> I went, <laughs> Bad chance. And uh, <laughs> so sorry. Thank you. I know. <laughs> so, in one moment, I was elated, and the next moment, I crashed. <laughs>
0: No, no. In one moment, you're related. The next moment, the to-do list got really big.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, no, it was closer to crashing when I found out what the costs were. (laughs) Oh, to have
0: somebody else? Audio? Yes, 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 yes.
1: And not only that, but the production companies want to own you, which drives me nuts. They oh, want you're a piece kidding! Of I d- don't
0: believe it. The caution. This is where Craig gets on his soapbox about hating on some of the podcast outlets, but keep going. The okay, author- well,
1: the people who produce audiobooks uh, seem <laughs> to have the same approach, <clears throat> and so I contacted a friend of mine who's also an author. His name is Orlando A. Sanchez, and his books are fabulous. If you're into urban fantasy, not romance, O says he would never write a romance, but <clears throat> anyway, they're very funny. And I asked him what was involved. And he told me soup to nuts. And all of a sudden the, you know, the cost was going up and up and up. And I was thinking, (laughs) Holy crap, this is not going to work. And then enters my daughter who said, well, she said more than a year ago, mom, you really need to do a podcast because people in her age range in her twenties, that's their thing. And so what I realized is I didn't want to write about or talk about <laughs> keep making the yeah, wrong meta.
0: Right. You didn't want to yeah. make a meta podcast about the process of writing a book or about, yeah. Yeah. Like, and how I do I like, pour the book into a podcast?
1: Yeah. And so that, or to coach people how to write who everybody wants to do a book. Yeah. And the thing was, there is no magic wand. And so I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to promise something I can't deliver. What it amounts to is putting your butt in the chair and doing (laughs) the work. And so I didn't want to do that. And so I went away. And then when that woman said, well, I'm going to go read it, it was like, bing. They Mm. came together. And then the third piece was the Akimbo workshop, Mm -hmm. which I'd been eyeing anyway. Mm. And so I came full tilt into um, the podcasting workshop knowing <laughs> that I was an odd man out or odd woman out and every time we got assignments I kept having to torque them.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. To There's,
1: be, you know, something that I could use. So that's how I got here.
0: But I think that's the right. So I've seen a couple, two, three, four people go through those courses. And that's the right attitude. When people go, I don't this this doesn't work for me. What? then it, it doesn't end well. But when they go, whoa, that's interesting. I'm going to run it through my shredder. <laughs> now I'm taking the third and the seventh strip and we're going to make, so there's definitely, and I don't know, maybe it, maybe it comes out of the fabric of who you need to be to be an indie author, but there's something about the, oh, what can I get out of, you know, the thing that you're faced with to try and find the next uh, hurdle or what's the next, you know, where's, what's the route through the ramp, the brambles here. Uh, so just tell me a little bit about, uh, because I don't get to talk about this that much with other podcasters, talk about what you're doing, like people who can't see, but just on the side of the frame, what are you actually doing now with your books? And, and like, how ah. is it a podcast?
1: Well, what I decided to do was since I couldn't pay, you know, so I kept the cash <laughs> Not for enough a professional. Kidneys, right? <laughs> yeah, for a professional. What I did was I, um, I, What I'm doing is recording my book, Mm -hmm. one of my first ones. And it was very difficult mentally to get to this point because I was thinking, you can't give anything away. This is your, you know, and it was really hard to wrap my Uh, head around it. So
0: you're literally reading the whole book. Yes, I I am. I know this, but I'm unpacking it for people. You know, so you're you're, you're like going to read the whole book. Okay.
1: Yeah. And, it was very difficult to wrap my head around the fact that I was going to give some of my work away and enter Seth Godin and Mm -hmm. his attitude about being generous. And I am, I'd say I was generous, except if you pissed me off and then I'm not so generous, but
0: generous and doormat are two different things, right?
1: (laughs) They are (laughs) very important. And And so I started when I'm in chapter four, the book I'm reading is called The Reluctant Countess. And it's actually the first book in my series, which is the underlying theme with my series is a sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And because what I believe is that in our culture, since time in memoriam, that we've been taught to be adversarial. And that's a mistake. That what we need to look at is being sisters to one another and holding each other up. And I personally found that to be true when I'm actually a cancer survivor. So as my girlfriends who got me through to the other side. And so in their honor, that became the underlying theme of my work. Mm-hmm. And only the twist <laughs> here comes another twist. I set the book, not in modern times, but in the mid 1700s. So, um, which is a very body time in history so I can have some license that way I also believe that most things are written from a male point of view in terms of our historical view of the world mm-hmm. and why couldn't those women have existed you know because if they
0: did they wouldn't have been written in that's for sure right no what? not that's at
1: all so, so I alter history I guess you'd say uh, I don't know
0: if I'd say alter history. (laughs) I would say increase the number of perspectives we have on history, but that's just me.
1: Yes. So that's what the book is about. I introduced you to the idea of the sisterhood and the woman who started it is Eleanor Barrett and she never wanted to be anything but um, an independent woman. And that changes by the end of the story, but um, other Mm. things happen along the way. She solves a mystery Um, There's suspense. She figures out why these girls are missing. Little girls are going missing. And Eleanor figures it out, not the men. Hmm. And then she puts her life on the line to masquerade as a charwoman. Anyway. (laughs) my Complex narratives. Yes. Yeah. My podcast is called um, Have I Got a Tale to Tell? And I'm figuring that'll drop. I'm at chapter four right now. I'm shooting for mid-December to drop ten chapters, Mm. and so people can binge listen to it or do it one a week, and then uh, there are thirty some odd chapters
0: in the first book, right? Okay,
1: yes, in the first book. Okay, so there's
0: a whole bunch there to unpack, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna like probably I'll stick a pin in it and we'll never make it back. You watch. All right. Tell me about when you when you first saw um, when you first caught a glimpse of what. Your pot what a podcast could be like when you first caught the glimpse of. Oh no! Wait, I could just what we would kind of call host on Mike. This, what like avenues did you see opening in new directions? Like as an author, as a writer, you know, you've cut your teeth. You know, I can do this. This is possible. That's not possible. What new things did, did like come into view when you first got that glimpse?
1: Oh, this is funny because well, first of all, I got to personally play around with what in the business is called foley. yeah (laughs) i i got to mess around with sound effects which was totally fun and um i could i wouldn't ever consider myself i've worked in television and things like that but never in film and this gave me the opportunity to take my writing to another level Mm -hmm. because i could hear the audio and then i could add the sound effects instead of just doing it audio. So that was one thing that was, uh, I really loved that. And then the other thing was, I remember through my childhood, then adolescence and into young adulthood, that we used to be able to go to indie bookstores and authors would be on book tour. And so-
0: Back in the day. Dark days, they, yes. Are there bookstores anymore?
1: <sighs> yes, I, I'm, well, I hear few, you. and I do patronize them. And it, you could- uh, and I took my kids to um, to hear some children's authors talk and draw. And there's nothing quite as magical as hearing an author read their work. Right, because so- there's so much
0: more in there. It's not just the, here are the words from the robot voice. It's like, here <laughs> is what this author, and this is the really important part.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And so all of a sudden, the bar that was being held up for me in my mind by comparing myself to fully produced audiobooks, Changed into, oh, I'm going to give my listeners an opportunity to hear author on mic, hmm. and so you're going to get to hear what I heard in my head when I heard the um, character talk. You know, Maybe I'm on, not making scene, voices, yeah. but I do. Oh, damn it, I was. Gonna, I know. Was that? Right. I haven't gotten that far yet, <laughs> and um, but I do the inf- the inflections, the intent is stronger with me reading Mm -hmm. than somebody who's dramatically thinking they understand where I was going in a story. And so those two things, getting to play around with the Foley and also picturing, because my setup is I stand up and I have, I get to move my arms around. I, um, and (laughs) And this I'm acting it out yeah. and I'm doing Put all the microphone
0: this. microphone on a boom, right? So you don't wipe it That's out. That's exactly.
1: And I went and I had a friend of mine who is a professional singer and songwriter come and look at my setup. Mm-hmm. I have a music stand over here. She said, you need to make this fit you, not bend over to get to your mic. Yes. She helped me do my setup. And so, space. yes, my arms are waving. I'm, you know, she calls it the... She calls it the Hamlet pose, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, uh. Alas, oh, God, I, <laughs> I knew him well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like doing it all kind of, uh, freewheeling in front of the mic without mm-hmm. anybody watching. And hopefully it is transcending, um, and getting imprinted on my audio. So
0: are you going to use the same pre-launch team or a different, pre- or, or any, is anybody going to like, are you pre-launch, like. You know, you're pre-launching the book. You're oh, you're just going to cold drop the episodes and and like have a blankie well, and hope exactly it goes well. Cold.
1: <laughs> I may I may give some people a, a listen, but what? Um, some friends of mine. I did my first of all. I have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group called the Sisterhood, and I've been promoting myself there. I've been telling, them in the sense that I'm telling them what I'm up to, and then I did when we did the trailers. Inside um, the workshop, mm-hmm. I posted it, and the feedback I got was almost worse than the <laughs> feedback <laughs> when I actually give them books to read. It was like that doesn't sound like you, um, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> really? I'm like, please, I know. I'm like, what's that? There's a Gene Wilder meme. Please tell me more about how I. I know. I it. love Gene Wilder,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is, but it was just. I was like what the F are you talking about? (laughs) You know, it was like, have you ever tried this? And you know, and it was like, um, it was totally not encouraging. So Mm. I'm, I'm vacillating between pre-release or having a launch team and doing just cold, letting people know it's out there and, you know, just letting the fur fly. You know, also
0: the question of, uh, I got to believe if you like, editing is not going to be easy. Like if you decide that there's something wrong with the third piece that you record, you can do the whole thing over. You cannot just open the digital document. And I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it's easy, but you can't just edit the text and then hit save. It's like, no, it's, it's hard. And,
1: well, um, the thing especially is, especially Foley. <laughs> what I've been doing though, is it takes longer, but I listen in short clips mm. so I can hear. And the other thing I've given myself the grace to go, okay, that's not perfect. Mm. And I'm, and,
0: Who said like perfect is is a place to hide? I don't know if that's from Seth or from Stephen Pressfield or that's like a common, uh, I almost said trope, but that's negative. It's a common cautionary here lie, you know, (laughs) dragons. Oh, I had
1: one I cut too close yesterday and I was going, oh, I need to re-record that whole section. And there was part of me going, no, (laughs) no, no. No. Just keep going. Just keep going. going. (laughs) I wouldn't be at four if it wasn't, you know, I'm about Mm -hmm. 10 minutes into the fourth chapter. And I realized the, actually the, um, the Facebook post I did today was all about, um, as you know, I made a mistake with my (laughs) audio after I took a download. And I thought I had, when you deal with technology, which is, this is the marriage of technology and creativity and um, just all of these different parts of your brain trying to function together. Yeah. And that I thought I checked after I took the download that which mic, which input was there. And it turned out I hadn't <laughs> checked the right box. Mm-hmm. And that's what why I couldn't record. And yeah. instead of Um, hiding and saying, okay, nobody better find out about this because then I'll be ruined or (laughs) they will never listen. I was like, I just put it out there. You yeah. know, I we
0: mean, you got a support group for that. It's called Everybody. It meets at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> which is a Drew <laughs> Carey joke. But yes, no, no I, it's true. posted that, and it was like <laughs> you emailed me first, and I'm just like, whoa, you must really like be freaking out if you're emailing. And I'm like, oh, you're traveling, okay. And then it was, yeah, but when you found that you figured it out on your own, but everybody else was like, did you try this? It was like a great sounding board experience, so uh,
1: it was. And the thing is, if we don't, when one of the things that I've learned for myself is, it's human to make mistakes, and why not share it because um, I'm not perfect, but I invest so much of my time trying to pretend that I am, that it was a waste of time instead of, that's why I'm willing to put out audio that isn't immaculate. As as immaculate
0: as it might possibly be.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um,
0: Tangential side tip for those listening, Craig's pro tip if you ever do an interview with me, one of the things I do is I say, hit that mic that you think you're talking to <laughs> because a lot of times people hit, you know, they go and you don't hear it and I'm like, uh, you're not talking to what you think you're talking to and they're like, oh shit, you know, the, or like they tap on their computer and it's real loud. So I tell people this stuff isn't made of eggshells, just give it a- <laughs> yes, that's the mic. Okay. <laughs> don't do it while you're recording, but yes. Um, and that's a quick way to like double check that you're talking. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, so many things. Oh, um. yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Anything else on the top of your mind like a couple of minutes left that you're like, ooh, I wanted to talk about but we didn't get there?
1: Uh, let's see. I think that well, first of all, I should let you know again that go to annieparnell.com to it. get a free um short story. It's called Do No Harm. Hmm. And that's a how you, precursor. How do, you, how do you spell Annie Parnell? A A N N I E P A R N E L L period, com, C-O-M. C-O-M yeah,
0: the double L and the Parnell is the Yes. And, and, okay. and it's all
1: one word. There's no spaces in no, between any no Parnell. No
0: functuation. And the short story is called?
1: Do No Harm. And the thing about it is I love to hear from people. So please, if Are you, you hated Are going to record
0: it? it are you going to record it as an episode?
1: I might, because I love that story and that, how many words. How long is it? Uh that one is it's 50 pages. I haven't looked at the word count lately. That is something.
0: that's up like 10,000
1: words or something yes, like that. Yes, it is. <clears throat> it's I think mine's higher cuz I tend to do a lot of um what would I call it? You get to a sense of the background and the uh ambiance. So mm.
0: A little more. Not, although
1: I tend to like to dwell in the world of dialogue, because I think hmm. we reveal more that way, and it's more interesting to be engaged as a as yeah. a reader. Yeah.
0: So when well, I when guess you I could can talk
1: about the writing, Um I've been at it for a while. <laughs> I've been ten plus years. I did the um, traditional thing. I went to conferences, pitched agents and acquiring editors, and got nowhere. Well. I didn't get the final, would you sign on the dotted line? I did get asked for partials or fulls. And in the end, what I realized was I needed to choose myself because there wasn't anybody out there who was going to take a chance on me. And so if you're out there thinking about it, I'd say go for it. Yeah. Yeah and be willing to make mistakes (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna make them and don't be don't they're not cringeworthy they're just they're just mistakes and i've made plenty of them yes and um let's see if there's anything else i don't think so perfect
0: Annie, thanks. As I said at the beginning, thanks for taking the time. Um, it was a pleasure to get a chance to chat. We've done, as I say, we've done the Hollywood Square things countless times now, but it's always fun to talk one-on-one without having to like wait your turn. Cool. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you for the offer. Bye. Bye, Craig.